Hey, what's up, folks? It's your girl, Audrey. Um, I may have turned my gain up a little bit during the recording, and then I sound all fried and stuff on the back end because the monitoring on Zencaster, not that great. So uh, sorry about that, and enjoy my fried audio. back and i'm audrey i'm donovan and i quit drinking again i did it again because i started drinking again and then i was like nah i'm still not good at this so i'm quitting again it's over no more booze yeah that seems like a good call yeah you, you definitely had sent me a message feeling pretty down and we're like i'm drinking and i know that's the reason but i still feel down and i was kind of well, like yeah <laughs> Let's not do that one, Let's baby. Not. Can we just don't <laughs> that? Yeah. So that's that's uh, over again, which is like ultimately just like a very good thing. And I don't have to fuck with, you know, I don't have to fuck with that. It, it just makes you feel shitty in the long run. It's trading yeah. off kind of a good buzz sometimes for feeling crappy later, guaranteed. And we don't right. love that. Not great. Not great. Uh, what is great and who is great, though? is our guest from that thing with james j asher it's james j asher welcome hello happy to be here thanks for having me welcome aboard oh man this is exciting uh <laughs> long time listener first time guest happy to be here <laughs> love, love to have people that know the program like, oh that yeah are familiar with the lore like oh, you have yes. enough you have enough experience points to like class up in the rftb tree <laughs> Absolutely. You don't, need, you don't need the strategy guide next to you during this appearance. You already know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the walkthrough. I've got points saved up to change skins if I want. <laughs> <laughs> James, for the folks who do not know, do you want to introduce just kind of what you do and who you are? Uh, yeah, um, I'm James Asher. I have a podcast called That Thing with James. It is... Frankly, I, I don't really know what the fuck it is. I've, I've, I've started in my brain calling it a variety show because I never oh. quite know what I'm going to talk about or who I'm going to talk to. Uh, I, lately, I've been watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, so, so I just recorded an episode talking about that. And also I kind of went down a rabbit hole about how um, biblically accurate angels are freaky as hell. Yes. You know yeah. about this? Yeah. Wheels with eyeballs floating in the sky. <laughs> Ramiola's best girl. <laughs> uh, are those biblical uh, angels in Evangelion? Uh, is that what the angle in the Evangelion means? The diamond is the one that's closest. The uh. diamond. And then like at the intro part, it shows like some illustrations during the, uh, is, uh, is yeah. the song called like a cruel angel? It is called cruel angels thesis. Cruel angels thesis. I wonder if that angel got that degree. <laughs> <laughs> Failed in the defense. It was very upsetting. And then they became very, very mean. Yeah. <laughs> They're the cruel angel. I've been looking up Wikipedia to try to wrap my head around the show because I'm like, I, I, I watched it with subtitles. I didn't want to, I didn't want dubbed. So right. I feel like I missed some stuff. So this morning I was just kind of figuring out, um, okay, what's with Lilith and everybody else? <laughs> I think yeah, what, I, I that's think everyone's I, whole fucking deal in this show. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm all about that ego death. Just what the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> I feel like I have built up enough anime understanding at this point. I have become sufficiently weeb-pilled that I should watch that. Yeah. And I've brought that up to a few people. And I know, Audrey, you've been like, oh, you got it. There's this specific cut you got to check out. But also everything I hear about it, it seems like it is just crushing 
in an emotional sense, and I'm yeah. a little scared. Don't be scared. No, it's, embrace it. it. It's really is. It's a work of art. Like it, it really gets avant garde at the end, but it's yeah. fantastic. It's because they right ran out on. of fucking money. Is that what? Oh, no. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the whole reason that the last episode is the way it is and is just kind of like cut together, like oh. just shots from the from the series leading up to it with some new stuff and like all of the new material in the last episode is just sort of like concept sketches and stuff is because they ran out of money. Oh, it's interesting how a lot of great art comes out of just, uh, um, lack, like, you know, trying to patch together what uh, limited resources you have. Absolutely. This, this, I've talked about this, uh, with people before. This is why the original trilogy of star Wars looks so cool. And then the prequels look like dog shit is because there were limitations. George Lucas had to build robots out of trash cans. And so Mm -hmm. they have this very distinctive kind of look. And then the second he gets to, uh, just do shit on a green screen and make up whatever it looks like dog shit. It's true. George Lucas said to make the sacrifice of painting his entire body green, making himself shorter, and stretching out his ears for years on end to be able to play Yoda. That's a that was Star commitment. Wars fact. This is a real commitment. Yeah. yeah. A, a method actor, except for the method is body modification. He worked, ah. for, worked for weeks with David Lynch to get the backwards talking down. <laughs> now I'm just trying to imagine George Lucas doing Yoda. <laughs> That's kind of fun. He sounds like just kind of a dorky little friend, Yoda. Do, do or yeah. do not. There is no try. <laughs> Um, lift it up if if that's okay with you. Uh, <laughs> lift, lift the X when you will. <laughs> that's so stupid. Fuck George Lucas. There's a, there's a really great, there's a really great bit where uh, uh, Pat Oswalt's talking about like if he could go back in time to any time period, he would go back to 1994 and kill George Lucas with a shovel. Why? To prevent the prequel trilogy. Oh yeah, mm. but then oh. there'd be no pod racing, and I'd be very uh, sad. Yeah. At least we got that out of it in the great N sixty four game that came as a result. I can't remember if it's actually great. I think it, it was, was really good. good, and the remaster came out like last year, and I bought it for PS four, and it's absolutely worth your time and money. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I'm gonna sabulba again. It's been years. Yeah, <laughs> time I was to a, bulb it up. I was a Neva Key or a Mars Glow were my pod racers in, in is this the, the pod racing video game yeah yeah i only played that at dave and busters where you got to sit in See, the pod oh, and they there were the so pod, many different yes. versions of it like that's that's uh, like the high-end like the upscaled hdr shit uh, that they made for the arcade what if somebody got had their first sexual experience like you know how you, you get like a handy in a movie theater once they got a handy in the pod <laughs> or in one of the one of the like mechs like the, yeah. remember they had like the mech game oh, at that shit was oh, yeah. the whole like enclosed pod enclosed oh, battle tech pod getting a major those would be great places to soak <laughs> you don't need somebody to jump on the mattress because it's actuated and so the better you pod race that does the what were they calling it in that tweet that just came up jump thrusting or something jump, jump thrusting sounds right yeah did you see this audrey no oh shall, shall i uh, fill in here you gotta, okay. you gotta give her the details james it's very important so How do you a squatting jump thrust this isn't it are, are you familiar with soaking, Audrey? Yeah. Okay, so then, so if you're just sitting there like dead fish or English people, um, <laughs> you won't you won't get any uh, friction. Sure. So you employ a friend or an acquaintance uh, to stand on the bed beside you and jump up and down <laughs> to cause physical friction. That's very fucking funny. <laughs> Truly a beautiful culture that I descended from. Absolutely incredible stuff. James thrusting. <laughs> That's so good. Well, James, speaking of jump thrusting, we <laughs> like to ask our guests about an embarrassing dating or relationship story 
doesn't necessarily have to be jump thrusting, but that'd be, <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy if that was it? If it was, I'd be real into it. Do you have uh, any kind of story, though? Uh, how much time you got? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> my schedule. Uh, I, I do, as a matter of fact. And uh, this one is, I think the best way to enter this story is kind of, um, see, my, my partner told me years ago, um, I've been with my partner for like seven or eight years. I forget which, um, she told me years ago that I'm basically, uh, Larry David, and that my <laughs> life is very, um, curb your enthusiasm. Are you both familiar? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I started watching the show and it made perfect sense. And, uh, well, I kind of had a very curb scenario, um, right before the pandemic started. Um, mm. so, um, my partner and I, we've been living together since like three months in, she kind of helped me not be homeless because some weird situation with a roommate, not really telling me he wasn't renewing the lease. Oh no. So, um, my lady was kind enough to let me move in with her into a 400 square foot studio apartment in Austin, Texas. And and there we lived for the better part of a decade. And, (laughs) (laughs) and by the end of 2019, we had a talk and said, you know, I think we've kind of, we've done everything we could to make this thing work. And I know she wanted to, you know, move somewhere else. And, you know, it was sort of a mutual kind of thing. I like to tell myself, at least, to make myself feel better. (laughs) (laughs) So we decided, yeah, we'll split, but we'll continue to, you know, like live together while she figures out her plans of like how and where she's going to, you know, leave Texas. And, uh, and it's like, okay. So at the start of 2020, like at the very beginning, um, simply out of curiosity, because I had never been on them, uh, I got on a dating app called Tinder. Um, while, still, while still living with her in this 400 square foot apartment. Very. Uh, <laughs> um, and I honestly did not expect anything to come of it. It was purely curiosity and my impatience. I was like, I want to see what happens. I'm expecting absolutely nothing to come of it. Yet in my first week, I got a bunch of matches. Oh, like uh, a bunch of matches. It was weird. That never happened again. But <laughs> <laughs> the first was from a, um, a blonde lady who was like, into some nerdy kind of stuff and we were chatting and then like the next day i got a match from uh, a, a brunette and and we started talking to each other I, I was like talking to them both separately through text on the app and come to find out these two women knew each other they were friends in fact the blonde was the one who encouraged the brunette to look me up and match with me <laughs> oh yes now uh the blonde says okay you and brunette you guys go talk and have fun so we talk and have fun uh and this person i, I don't want to dox so i don't want to give too many details okay. but yeah. uh, this person did reiki are you familiar with the uh, uh energy work yeah. Reiki? yeah she did not perform reiki on humans though animal reiki yes oh yes 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 (laughs) and uh so we started hanging out and she told me like right up front that she usually um is more into women um and i said that's cool and and for some reason she just i don't know felt uh, an attraction to me and wanted to see where it went so i was like all right let's go uh and so you know, we, we had our, our rendezvous and, uh, you know, that meme where there's like a hand holding a crystal in it mm-hmm. and it says, I nutted in her and she gave me this crystal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't nut in her, I nutted on her, but she, she did give me a crystal that she had charged for a full day in her Yoni. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
the the that sex magic um and then and then we just she just kind of uh ghosted me for like wow. a, a couple weeks and and in, in, in my younger days, I had a problem just because of like rejection and insecurity of being like, hey, hey, where are you? Right. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give space. So like after like a, a week and a half of not hearing anything, I said, hey, what's up? I just want to check in and see how you're doing. And she said, nothing. And then another week later, she said, hey, um, so I've been thinking, and this is just, I'm having a weird time uh, identity-wise, and I don't think I can continue doing this with you. And I said, oh. okay, I understand. And this is not the first time um, uh, I've been with a woman who tends to go for women. This is like half a dozen times, like more than enough to be a coincidence. Uh, and I used to think that maybe I was just like, I don't know, like a toy. Uh, again, more of like uh, um, self, uh, low, low self-esteem of like, maybe I just seem like someone easy that's to have fun with and then throw away. Sure. Um, but over time, I've tried to take the perspective of like, no, this is someone who usually doesn't go for someone like you, but there's something about you that they wanted to give you a chance Right. So take it as a compliment. So I did. And and then I hit up that blonde. <laughs> <laughs> because this was clearly a mistake. Why would the blonde tell her friend who's not into guys to hang out with the guy? And me and the blonde were hitting it off. And then I finally heard back from the brunette who tore me a new asshole. <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, you know, you kind of, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. I fucked up. But yeah. this is this is clearly a, a, a failure to communicate happening here. So right. did she uh, ask for the Sniz crystal back? No, nah, don't tell my partner because we're still together. We got back together, but I <laughs> got that thing. <laughs> you can't That's just away, throw away power like that. It's That's like right. highly charged. What did you call it? I just snizzed this crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Yaya Yoni crystal. <laughs> Good times. I want to get a crystal. Am I, I given one? And my ex at the time, who's no longer my ex, um, I, I was such a fucking dumbass, and I feel so bad for you know, being around her and doing that, especially so soon after breaking up. But she stuck by me because that uh, the brunette actually, when she came back, said some really fucked up, uncalled for stuff. Oh. And my ex at the time actually was so gracious enough that she stuck by me and was like, fuck her. You're better than that. Nice. So, of course, we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What a timeline. Yeah. Sometimes the like stuff not working out and then coming back together ends up working out. If you kind of recognize, okay, here's what was going wrong. Maybe we can work these things with some time apart. Yeah. So it's good to hear. That and getting a bigger apartment. And also that. <laughs> I imagine. Constantly in the same room as one another for a while. That has to get, uh, that has to get exhausting. You each get 200 square feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for the story. We uh, appreciate you, Sharon. How do we feel about helping some other folks answer their relationship questions? I'm down. I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. That means it's time for the question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Woo! It's the question box. Cheers. Everyone's favorite part of the show, including mine. Uh, the part where you, the listener, can send your questions to us and we will do our best to answer them. If you'd like to do that, you can find a link to the question box on our social media Twitter at RFTBPod and Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag. You don't have to make an account, it's anonymous. You just send that question in and it's a great time. Uh. Audrey. 
Oh man, burps coming out. <laughs> I almost made it. Audrey, what do we, what do we have first? What are you supposed to do when you really like the two people you're having casual sex with, but know what you want is an actual real relationship? Do you continue to have fun and kind of ignore this greater desire that comes up when you're alone? Or do you actually accept your desire and move towards them? Please help. I am losing my goddamn mind. Oof. So is this a unicorn asking the question? Is that what this is? Hmm. Uh, did they say like the the two people that this one person is sleeping with, those two are in a relationship? Oh, no, no, no. no I think they're oh, just independently so. hooking up with two people. Oh, oh I but see. But into both of them want the want like a proper monogamous relationship, I'm I'm assuming here with kind of the way they're phrasing it. Mm. So I guess they're hooking up with two people, they're into both of them? Is it like I can't choose one of them because you're gonna have to turn somebody down if you want to make this a monogamous thing mm-hmm. hmm. i wonder where, where the other two are at yeah also yeah that. yeah maybe you broach the subject independently with each of them and see which one is more receptive <laughs> <laughs> Just <go> i mean <laughs> i mean it is fair you know if yeah. you're direct about like hey i'm feeling a relationship where are you at on that but then both of them say yes and you're like oh then and then, go, oh. Well, then, you, then you just gotta go polly exactly along a- and along came polly is the name of a movie <laughs> oh wait it's okay that took me a second i don't know why that took me a second that's pretty straightforward <laughs> <laughs> Off a scuba. <laughs> so there is there is like a few questions coming up and like more details I think that would we would want. Uh but like the the essence of this I think is just kind of figuring out exactly what you do want. And it seems like you know you're saying you have this desire for the relationship, but it tends to come up when you're alone. Uh you know, kind of assuming monogamous there, and I'm kind of thinking, oh, you can't choose between the people or whatever. But if that's not the case, I mean, Polly could be an option. You could be in like a, an open thing with these people. Uh, but it, it, if it is just the monogamous situation, I think you kind of got to talk to both, see the receptiveness, mm-hmm. and go with who you like more, even yeah. if that sounds a little bit like a job interview process. <laughs> I think as long as you're direct about what you want with them, that's kind of all you can do here. There really is uh, so much similar in uh, finding a job and finding a um, a romantic partner, especially when it comes to interviews. Oh, yeah. You got to schedule lots of them. You're getting Mm -hmm. anxious before them sometimes. They Mm -hmm. ask you what your greatest weakness is. Yes. That always disarms me. First thing on the date, come on. I don't have any weaknesses. How am I supposed to answer this? Do you, do you know what the answer for uh, greatest weaknesses in an interview? What's that? I'm too competitive. Uh, okay. That sounds like it'd be perfect for sales. Just sharks. That's what you hit them with. Sharks in the water. I'm too competitive. I'm always trying to best myself. Like I'm, you know, I never, I'm never satisfied with how good I'm doing. Like I always want to do better. Yeah. I just wish I could live here in this office. That's what you got to say. My greatest weakness is this big glowing red spot on my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) And when it's exposed, I'm completely fucked. Like it's all over if anybody hits that thing. My greatest weakness is my third eye that only opens during the second phase of the fight. <laughs> a pretty cool look, though. You can get like some sunglasses going with a frame up there. There are options, but it, it, it's definitely a liability. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, I think you should organize feats of strength. Uh, that, that each of the they have to compete with one another uh, to see who who bests the other. An obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> Very festive. Sell games of the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got stuck on the rope climbing section. There's there's no way you're going to be a supportive partner around the house. You're out. (laughs) I like like this challenge option. Um, I'm going to say also, because I've been in a little bit of this situation and and somewhat of the far-flung past, but one where it was like I was kind of seeing two people – 
and things were moving in a relationship direction. It's like, oh, God, you know, who who do you go with? And it's that weird thing where it's like, oh, that's a great problem to have or whatever. You know, you got two people are into you. And as annoying as that is, because people said that to me, and as annoying as that is, because it is like a tough thing to navigate. Uh, I, you know, I would keep that in mind, though, like as a self-esteem boost and as yeah. a reminder, like, I don't know, you're not in like a hopeless situation here. You know, dating is a, is a process. And even if neither of these people end up being people that like you could have a relationship with, you've got something good going on there, it seems like. And uh, I, I think just kind of valuing that for, for what it is. And, you know, no one, there's other people are going to come up. You got two right here. There's going to be so many more. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that can help with the kind of like freak out that can happen when trying to make a decision like this. Um, do look into which one offers the best healthcare benefits. <laughs> do like a four hundred one k match. That's pretty yeah. bad. Here's what you know. What this one actually kind of it's uh, makes sense is you look at turnover rate. Oh yeah, think about oh. how often uh, they're in and out of relationships. If you're looking for something with some longevity, if they're like constantly in and out in their previous relationships that maybe they're that's not the person for sure for that's sure. a good one uh and a partner who carries around <laughs> snacks and drinks love and a, that and a little and a little beer dispenser oh that's how they get you oftentimes that is cover for a job that's not actually good yeah they have a ping pong machine or a ping pong table ping pong machine you, a ping pong <laughs> machine. <laughs> you can get as many ping pong balls as you want they don't even there's not even like a coin thing you just press the button you go to the right city it's an organic ping pong machine <laughs> And that's the sound of the free-range ping-pong ball is coming out of the dispenser. <laughs> oh, my God. Good luck with this. Hang hang in there. You know, I appreciate the situations you do have, too. Uh, but try – losing your mind, feeling that is understandable. Just kind of do your best to, to hang in there and consider what you actually want. And then, uh, you know, communicate that. Go after it. But no matter what, I think you're going to be all right. I think so too. All right. We got another question. Woohoo. Should you tell someone, in parentheses, say, a close friend who you hooked up with, they all decided to be just friends, that they're a bad kisser? If so, how? Multiple question marks. Huh. That's kisser. a tough one. This oh. is a tough one. I have been here. <sighs> There's so much that depends on context that we don't have. Uh, are you, are oh, okay? So, what, what, what's the what's the relationship with the questioner and the and the other people involved here? Are they just friends? a friend, just close a friend. friend they hooked up with in the past, but they're just friends now. And to tell them they're a bad kisser, yeah, that's tough. Hey, you know that thing you do with your mouth when you're trying to express um, like physical intimacy with another person? That sucks. The way you do it is very bad. The way you do it is very bad and unpleasant. It's it's such a hard one to comment on. It's like the laugh thing that you've brought up yeah. before, Audrey. Like the, oh, the thing you do when you're happy. Oh, it's it fucking sucks. irritating. Like that's not a great thing to to tell somebody. I will say in this case, though, You've hooked up your, your friends, right? I'm imagining you're one to be supportive of like their romantic endeavors and stuff. Better to hear it from a friend than not yeah. to hear it at all a little bit. I, th I think you're kind of uniquely positioned to do it in a way that like you're the best person to deliver this news. Yeah. Somebody that they're close with, they're not romantically invested in any, any longer or any further. But have the um, history. But you have a history, so you can say for sure, and you can just say, hey, just so you know, too much tongue. Yeah. You're dropping too much tongue. And be specific. Like, don't don't be like, you're bad at kissing. Bye! Like, you want to have, like, specific things that they did poorly. Right. Yeah. Hold hold back on the saliva just a bit, and you're going. Yeah. It's a little wet. Turn a little the wet. faucet yeah. down just, just slightly before you get going. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it's almost like a spinach in the teeth situation where it's like calling it out right. you know it feels a little bad but better than like walking around with the spinach teeth yeah you know and so yeah i think calling out the specific things is is a good one on this and just delivering this in as best a way you can that it doesn't sound too insulting like kind of maybe not ah, you fucking suck at kissing you gotta do this this and this but like uh, just a little feedback because i know you're getting out there again i don't i don't know how to phrase this i don't think i would handle this very well <laughs> the phrasing it's very fucking hard uh yeah but I, I i don't know if the relationship is like close and good and you're kind of honest with each other and open about like dating stuff this is like some real friend shit to tell somebody i think yeah 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 I'm uh, I'm happy that you have this opportunity, and I think it's going to be really good uh, for your friend when they hear this from you. Yeah, um, and you you absolutely do tell them like there's no just hiding it because like you could go your whole life just being bad at it, and nobody would ever no maybe nobody ever tells you, and oh uh, yeah, you're like your enjoyment of it is maybe okay, maybe you like kissing but you're bad at it but then the people yeah. that you're kissing are not having a good time you don't want that you don't want to create that world i was that guy for a while i was a yeah. terrible kisser yeah. uh, too much tongue classic yeah horrible mistake oh I've nobody been, wants i've been told i have pillow lips yeah. jealous jealous yeah apparently i was I'm told good. i had a pillow tongue pillow tongue it's too big. I know. <laughs> like, like the size of a pillow or something. Yeah. I've been stuck on this recently, the whole tongue being too big for my mouth thing, but I fucking bit it again today and it's really oh. irritating me. You you think your tongue is actually too big for your mouth? I think it's too big for my mouth. It's got little indents on the sides, the teeth are like pushing oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. Everybody has uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good storage situation. Come on! I don't want to press it. against it, and then I'm chewing, and it sticks out, and then I bite the side or tongues are, the underside. Tongues are oh. like cats are like a fluid; they fill the space that they're that they're kept in. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's being a little tongue loaf. Oh, that's so sweet! <laughs> it's making tongue biscuits. I bet tongue loaf exists. I bet you can get tongue loaf. Tongue uh, was oh, like oh, a yeah, thing, like cow tongue. Loaves of beal, lamb, veal, and pork what Beef, veal, lamb, or pork tongues that have been cooked, sliced, pressed, jellied, and smoked. That's too many tongues at once. That's a lot of types of tongues. That's a lot of tongue. I don't need a tongue mix. Let's <laughs> stick with one tongue is all I'm saying. All right. Tongue maybe up. present your, this person with a tongue loaf as you're delivering this news and be like, hey, try this. And they're like, what the? This is too many tongues. And be like, exactly. Exactly. Too much tongue. That's what you need to take away. This this could uh, reignite the passion. Can you give me an example? Like, uh, demonstrate. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm a tactile learner. <laughs> I learn by doing. Yes. And then you fix this friend's kissing, and then maybe that's the problem all along. And y'all are together forever. You come up with a delicious uh, tongue loaf recipe between the two of y'all. Incredible. Start a restaurant. <laughs> that's my new favorite term for making out making tongue loaf. Making tongue loaf. <laughs> that's terrible. All right. <laughs> I can't handle all these tongues. Too many tongues. What else we got here? Hi, Audrey and Dono. And hello. James. They didn't say in James, but I'm not James. Oh, hello. We're going to take it in. I hooked up with a guy twice, and now I think he's trying to ghost me. We met on one of the apps, and I know this is how it goes sometimes, but I'm still feeling a little disappointed about it. What are some things you like to do to bring yourself out of bummer mode after an abrupt end to a casual fling? Love the show. Hope you two, three, are having a wonderful week. Never fun. No. Never fun. Especially the ghosting after you've, like, been out and hooked up. Yeah. That is particularly like, oh, no. Am I that far? Like, am I that bad at sex? Right. I that I that's, uh, that's a stressful one. 
Um, but I, I give you my usual advice on the ghosting, which is that everybody's got all kinds of fucking shit going on, you know, and who knows why this guy, you know, ghosted you. Maybe he's not just not into you. Maybe he, uh, you know, he's got some fucked work situation or went into a depression wormhole, uh, or is running across the country Forrest Gump style. You never know. And it, and it's kind of one of those where like it doesn't really matter what the reason is. And kinda of, I think the more you kind of try to go back over and like, oh, like what did I fuck up? Oh, like why would this person do that? I think is kind of a waste of time and it's just gonna make you feel bad, you know. Um that being said, like it's still gonna suck regardless. It is always kind of a downer. Even if something ends in a good way, if you have a good hookup situation and it ends, it's kinda of like, ah oh, fuck, that's no good. Uh but in my experience, just kind of doing your best to get back out there and spending your time around people, uh, just kind of keeping the momentum going to social energy. That's usually what I do. Uh, uh, it's, it's a numbers thing, and it is. Uh, you just uh, you got to keep going. Feel the bad feelings. Um, journaling, for me personally, is such a big help. Uh, just to kind of help organize the um, storm of uh, bad stuff, you know, stowing around in my head. It's nice to sort of, uh, I call it exorcising the demons. Just get it out of your head and onto a page where you can look at it outside of yourself. Uh, and then just keep going because that's all you can do. You can't control other people. You can't control outcomes. All you can control is, um, I mean, you can barely control how you react to a thing, Yeah. but you can mostly control what you choose to do next. So feel the bad shit, own it, and then just keep going. Yeah. I like your description of that as like organizing the thoughts too by putting them down. Cause a lot of times it really can be that it's like a swarm of so many feelings. You can't kind of like grab anything and focus on it. They're trying to work through it. If you're overwhelmed like that, I haven't heard anybody put it like that. I, I really like that. Thank you. Earlier you suggested that they might be running across the country forest gump style. I sure did. And that set me down a path where i'm thinking about like a troop clothing brand called gump style instead of Gump <laughs> style uh-huh that's all i got gump style it's very funny to me instead of like crossed rifles it's like crossed shrimps shrimps yeah <laughs> what else could we have in there um gucci gump <laughs> Gucci Gump is lovely. <laughs> I like Gucci Gump very much. Fucking Forrest Gump with that drip running across the country in some fucking Balenciagas. Let's go. <laughs> Gauchos? Is that a kind of pants? A gaucho? Yeah. You got, yeah. You got, uh, you got the gumpchos? Gumpchos. You got to have the gumption to wear a gumpcho. <laughs> and a fucking tagline for it, too. We got. <laughs> We got a whole fucking product line coming out of there. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and literally every single one of these suggestions would make you look better than a fucking grunt style shirt. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. A what? Grunt style? Oh, Have you not heard you're of this not one? familiar with grunt style. Gr like G-R-U-N-T? U-N-T. Yeah, grunt well, style. Please uh, uh, illuminate me. Enlighten me. So on every one of these grunt style t-shirts, the the uniting factor, it's just a bunch of troop wear shit. Like oh, grunt like, like that. Yes. Okay. Picture affliction, but what if it was our heroes overseas? <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, truly fucking that all over print type garbage. Yeah. Oh, there's a rifle on it. Oh, that kind of thing. A bulletproof coffee or whatever. Yeah. There was, yeah. like, yeah. there was a gentleman. There was a gentleman who was trying to buy an engagement ring at the unnamed retail establishment, and he uh, was wearing a Black Rifle Coffee Company hat and a grunt-style T-shirt, and he kept referring to me as he, and I was afraid uh, to correct him. Great. Because uh, I was like, cool, I could die. Like, he uh, could kill me. <laughs> 
Uh, and in a completely parody sense, I hope he died on the drive home. Minecraft in Minecraft in Minecraft. Jokester on that craft commute. I hope your minecart goes off the tracks, or like a llama walks onto it. You crash into it. Debris everywhere. That fucking sucks, though, for real. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. RFTB Army, put on your fucking Gump-style gear and go take it. <laughs> the war of the grunt versus Gump. Gump will win. My money's on Gump. He's got the stamina for sure. All right. <laughs> what else is in the box? Uh, fucking back on Gump again. Every time. I got Gump on the mind. Okay. <laughs> I've tried so hard to not spit out a Gump song. <laughs> is it my turn? Is it my turn? It is, your, it is your turn. It is your okay. turn. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. Hi, Donovan and Audrey. Hello. Hello. Drunk cake guy again. Hey, drunk cake guy. Welcome back. It was in May, and it was my best friend, and his wife was mad at me. Frankly, I'm very disappointed that you don't remember the hyper-specific details of every question box. Also, Donovan pulled my ears like a stern governess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll do that. So let's let's do that. I'm going to just very quickly drop another one where we're talking about somebody asking you to pull their ears like a stern governess. There's another one in here that says just a just another thirst submission for Donovan. Wish I could get up close and personal with that stash. Two question marks. There we go. Uh, You can get up close and personal if you pull this other question askers ears for me. Stern governess style. (laughs) And we can kind of distribute the work that way. And that way I'm not. Pull it on stuff while focusing on a mustache. That's just too much attention. <laughs> Put on things. Fucking my, wild. My brain doesn't have the capacity for that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the thirst submission, though. That was very nice. Uh, and thank you for the update on the cake situation. Yeah. Sorry we didn't remember the details. Sorry we didn't remember all the details. But it is one of my favorite... It's one of my favorite questions we've ever gotten. That's true. Drunk cake guy like officially appears in RFTB lore at this point. Yeah. I I have literally I have referred to myself as a habitual cake slicer in <laughs> my relationship to alcohol. Like you're you have you have added an inside joke to my life. When we get our Patreon to a million dollars a month and I build the uh, RFTB Sistine Chapel, <laughs> And I, I paint the, the fresco up top. We'll put drunk cake guy in there in a position of prominence. Slicing a cake. Slicing a cake. Just like like holding a bottle of tequila in one hand and just like slicing a cake with the other. One of the seven deadly sins. Really <laughs> slicing. You're telling me a cis teen built this chapel? Nice. Nice. <laughs> I don't think I heard that one before. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I've seen that. Uh, a bunch oh, yeah. It was. Wait, do I have to read another one then now? Because yeah. I read that one, and then you read the other thirst one, and then... I did. That was All more right. like a suggestion box. It's true. Just a little a little recommendation. A brief reco. All right, we're back to Crocs discourse, I guess. <laughs> and I got an update on my own Crocs situation, folks. You better get excited. Hi, Audrey and Donovan and Jim. I am reaching out about last week's question about Crocs with GLU. Why is it acceptable that women can change the way that their boyfriend dresses and be treated with good faith? Basketball shorts, boyfriend. But when a girlfriend dresses like shit, it's considered a great crime. They're Crocs. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can if I can parse this because I think I got a little lost in the weeds here. Why is it acceptable that women can change the way their boyfriend dresses and be treated in good faith? When a girlfriend dresses like shit, it's considered a great crime. I would th- so wouldn't the boyfriend be considered great a great crime also? I feel like what they're getting at is like we were like, oh but yeah, basketball shorts are fucked. You should tell yeah. them to get some other clothes going. But with the uh, the question recently, we're like the person was complaining about the partner wearing crocs. Yeah. And I for one was like, Crocs rule, get the fuck out of here. All for three were like Crocs rule, get the fuck out of here. I was the lone dissenting voice. I am so glad that this listener is on my team, it seems, because Crocs are 
low like they're low culture, right? I think they I think they are comparable to a basketball short in terms of like their cultural signifier status. Huh. Interesting take. Interesting that you can be that incorrect in one sentence. Ivory. That's incredible. <laughs> I just got a pair of Crocs that are marbled. And if you want to talk about culture, how about fucking marble? It's in statues. It's in the Parthenon. It's in countertops. It's in when you play marbles. You know what I'm saying? It's It's a culture clock. Yeah. Uh, Much like basketball shorts, Crocs are very, very comfortable. But that's not 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 a great look. But uh, it's it's contextual though. If you're going if you're going yeah. for like it'd be like a Gump Gear kind of thing, Crocs, yeah. um, <laughs> like uh, Grimes could pull off Crocs. It's like you, you got to have a certain aesthetic going. So yeah. it's not that the Crocs are inherently bad. It's just uh, their application is what uh, dictates its goodness or badness. Maybe that's true. Audrey, was the question last week with the Crocs, do you remember if they were going to a wedding or something? She had already worn them to a wedding. Oh, to a wedding? No, that's bad. Oh. (laughs) See, I was talking with Finch over the weekend about this, and he was like, you can't wear them to a wedding. And I was like, I don't think a wedding was involved, but but apparently I just don't remember what happens on my own show, so that's pretty cool. No, because like he was like, I don't mind if she like wears them around the house or like around the neighborhood or like doing gardening or whatever, but she like wore them to a wedding and refuses to not wear them. Yeah. Uh, See, y'all got just caught up in your own fucking crack fumes that you couldn't... (laughs) You're all huffing your own croc stink and you couldn't remember. You were just you were just too excited to dunk on me for being the stick in the mud. I was gone off that fucking croc. I'm sorry. You don't know how little you matter until you're all alone in the middle of Arkansas. Uh crack croc crack croc. Frank <laughs> Ocean reference. If anybody gets okay, that was a nice. stretch. That is a little bit of a stretch. James, I think you're touching on the right thing though with the context though. And like, okay, fair. The context of a wedding, okay, maybe that's not great. Wait. If you had like a really if you were going fucking all in on like some avant-garde shit, like fancy outfit, and they're like color coordinated and stuff, I could kind of see it working, but then also it's like, is that drawing too much attention at a wedding yeah you're pulling focus yeah yeah so okay i i will i will appreciate this criticism to some extent i i hear your argument i do think basketball shorts are a greater sin than crocs because i feel like crocs can they're a statement piece some you can do some shit with them if you're like it can be part of a very coherent crazy ass outfit where basketball shorts i don't think that's so much the case there are some exceptions but Generally, basketball shorts are pretty boring. I, I can yeah. see your point because culturally, Crocs are looked down upon. So They're you could use that. Butt. You could use that to make a statement for sure. You mentioned Grimes. Said, oh, please. Th- yeah, oh, yeah. Grimes. <laughs> I hear I'm, Grimes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> please, Donovan. I'm about to tangent. I, I, will con- I will concede the Crocs at the wedding. Okay, probably not good. And this is a fair point, listener. Uh, and you are heard. Uh, Crocs still rule, though. <laughs> no, no, I do not. Audrey, uh, what was your tangent? You were about to go off on. Uh, yeah, how you mentioned fantastic. you mentioned Grimes. Oh, oh. Shut yes. up! Yes. Shut up! I was not. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned Grimes. Uh, did you see the tweet where Azealia Banks uh, was talking to Grimes? Yeah, about uh, was it like a regarding yeah. apartheid? Yeah, she said, yeah. "Okay, girl, can we finally make those darn songs now that apartheid Clyde is out of the way? You really have to eat these bitches up." The worst person you know just made a great point. I know. <laughs> oh, God, two one two is such a fucking banger still to this day. The song fucking slaps absolute cheeks, but you can't like Azealia Banks because she's a fucking crazy person. Mm-hmm. She, she's not the Australian. Iggy Azalea is the Australian. Correct. Fucking shitty. Yeah. Okay. I- Igloo yeah. Australia. I can always mix the, the, mix the names up. Yeah. Iggy Azalea definitely make- has a better record and like some some good takes like that one sometimes. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen some other she, stuff as well. She did dig up her dead cat and boil it in a voodoo ritual. 
Oh, okay. What? That's yeah. cool. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's low-key sick, actually. Hell oh. yeah. I, I, I want to be present at that party for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm taking slack for Crocs while y'all are like, oh, yeah, dead cat stoop party. Well, just, yeah. Just for... Just like not for everyday wear, yeah. You know, like you're not everyday boiling your dead cat. You're like, it's yeah. only when you when you're in the midst of like a manic episode and you're losing your fucking mind on Twitter. And yeah, voodoo is way more of a vibe than Crocs. Has been for hundreds of years. I, I can't argue with that. That's Good true. point. Mm-hmm. You just wait until I start my croc-based religion, though, James. You're gonna be eating those words <laughs> when it's got a million-year history and they build like a giant croc, a sphinx, and the sphinx is wearing croc. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Oh, that crack religion, you mean? <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> That segues me to this question. Did you two, did you two, three, know that rock climbing is code for smoking crack? I just learned oh, this. And as this is your go-to advice on how to meet people, I just want to clarify which kind I should be doing as it may be bad for my health. Well. So when we suggest that people go rock climbing, are we saying that they should go smoke crack or uh, uh, mount the crux? Vote now in the comments. <laughs> Crack or rock climbing? Which will you choose? Which has a higher mortality rate? I feel like that should be the deciding factor. You know what? Because it's a non-zero yeah. mortality rate for rock climbing. Mm-hmm. No, like a surprising amount of people died. Die. I guess not surprising at all, actually. You're climbing you are massive climbing fucking massive cliffs. Rock. It's really not that surprising. Uh, yeah, that is a good question. I was definitely talking about rock climbing, uh, although I would imagine- the climbing you, of rocks as opposed to the smoking of rocks. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I'd imagine smoking crack could be good for meeting people, because I imagine you'd just be talking constantly for like six hours. You probably got a lot of energy. Yeah. You yeah. go on so many dates. If you got your scheduling down? Damn. I mean, look what it did for Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. <laughs> smoke smoke crack, you'll be a legend. <laughs> that is the takeaway from today's episode. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, but rock climbing, uh, but it also may be bad for your health. You'll like rip a callus out sometimes. Wow. Climbing. That shit fucking hurts. Posted on Instagram, people are like, "Ouch! Why'd you post a picture of your exposed flesh?" And they're uh, like, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm looking for just cat pictures, and now I got to see bone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying, though. Uh, that'd have to be a pretty big crack rock to climb it, though. So I think whoever came up with that slang is probably fibbing. Or they just stepped on a crack rock, which does not count as climbing in my mind, unless you had to get handholds on the way up there. Let's just get that. <laughs> That's just rock stepping. <laughs> hey, Audrey and Donovan. Hello. What are your thoughts on the casting for the Super Mario movie? Should Kelsey oh. Grammer have played Donkey Kong? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> Can we hear a Kelsey Grammer as Donkey Kong, perhaps? Oh, either no. That, either okay. you got that in Hold there? On. Let's see. What does Donkey Kong even say? Does he say anything? <laughs> the only line that I know... Okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Trans rights. Okay. <laughs> That's the only line I can think of that Donkey Kong ever says. DK, is that you? <laughs> well, baby, I hear the barrels rolling stuffed through the brim with bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Quite stylish. Oh, thank you. I think the casting is fucking insanity. Yeah, I don't know anything yeah. about movies, as I have said many times, but I did know enough of the people on there, and especially to know that Chris Pratt playing Mario is anti Italian racism yeah. right there have you, fucked have you heard him referred to as crisp rat no. yes yes spell it c-r-i-s-p space rat instead of crisp <laughs> rat it's rat it's crisp, crisp rat. rat yeah i like that he's kind of a dickhead isn't he he's yeah, kind he of a fried rat. Rat. He like he was kind like of an understatement like a homophobic oh. thing didn't he uh, yeah. God damn it. i i've i've heard it posited that uh danny devito should play mario and i'm all yeah. about that fuck yeah That'd be oh, fantastic. 
Chris what? Pratt goes to a famously anti-LGBTQ church. Yes. Is that's it Hillsong? It is. By chance. I, I think it is, isn't it? Yep, Hillsong Church. Isn't that the fucking one that like Justin Bieber goes to and yep. the pastor wears like streetwear like expensive clothes mm-hmm. and is like mm-hmm. i'm a hip pastor and yeah he's he's just the same exact shit anti-lgbt yep. standard uh fundamentalist type garbage yep that's great pretty I cool love that pretty cool and he gets to be mario he gets to be fucking mario i have a mustache he doesn't have a mustache <laughs> why didn't they ask me do you've heard me play win. mario on this show move your feet from side to side come on everybody let's do the donovan <laughs> uh whoever miyamoto fucking listen to the episode where we did the skit about luigi and mario sucking each other off uh, i did an incredible <laughs> job there and i cannot believe you didn't consider that when casting for this role <laughs> jack black is bowser is going to be really great but That's uh, pretty cool. but i will never see the movie I'm not going to do it yeah are you boycotting it mainly i just don't watch movies she's got movie blindness she can't see anything on the screen even if you play oh no that sucks (laughs) mainly i just don't watch movies um charlie day kind of i like him kind of an interesting pick wait who's who's charlie gonna be luigi oh Oh. i could see that i could see that yeah but then chris pratt mario yeah fuck chris pratt Luigi's canonically fucking taller than Mario too. He's tall and lanky. Isn't Charlie Day like kind of short? And Chris Pratt's like a thick, semi-tall dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is fucked. This is fucked. This is the worst news I have heard all year. Baron Trump should be Waluigi. (laughs) Oh, it's Waluigi. Okay. Okay. Six foot seven Waluigi, fifteen year old, (laughs) beautiful little boy. That's My so beautiful crazy. little child. That would be horrifying. He's Waluigi, Waluigi, folks. He's Waluigi. More people are saying it. Cower at the heights of this Waluigi. I, I very. Oh God, that's gonna be. That's in there forever now. He's Waluigi, folks. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> Kelsey oh, Grammer should have played Donkey Kong. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And a friendly reminder, if you get us to, Audrey, how many is it on Patreon? I believe it was 100 patrons. If you get us to 100 patrons, we'll watch all of, Audrey, what's the show called? Frasier. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. I want oh. to watch Frasier. Yeah. I've I've only seen a few episodes and I fucking love it, but my partner hates it. And so I'm just like always looking for an excuse to watch it. And I don't want to have to stay up late every night. We're going to do a Frasier cast if we get to 100 patrons by Valentine's Day. So you, you can come back. We have Audrey, the Frasier expert, and me, the guy who forgets the name of the show. It's just <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> it's Frasier. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it made sense that I forgot. <laughs> it could have had so many names. It could have been called I'm Listening. It could have been uh, the name of the show that Frasier had on the radio, which I can't what I can't remember. It could be named name. the lead actor in this series has fucking deplorable politics. Yeah. That could be a name. He God, sucks, it right? Sucks. It sucks so bad. That he uh, that he is a Judd. I hate that very much because the, he's so funny. Yeah, Wait, Kelsey Grammer like changed for us. We can fix you. Kelsey Grammer's a Chud. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks really bad. David yeah. Hyde Pierce isn't though, and like David Hyde, David Hyde Pierce has dunked on Kelsey Grammer in public before about being a Chud. Good. good. I love that. It's good stuff. All right, I got one more thing. We got to read uh audrey this is relevant to you oh yeah and so i'm gonna read this one to you audrey it's just wings is actually just a chili's ghost kitchen i know you made mention of that but just wanted to be clear it's chili's conning you you mark donovan shave my back like that one lady in james bond okay what is that okay how is it possible that I'm a mark if I did say that Chili's is doing a ghost kitchen thing? I didn't call it a ghost kitchen, but I said it's some like, oh, I guess I was saying that it's like an outside thing renting space in the Chili's kitchen. It's just Chili's making wings and selling it. It's, it's just wings. I didn't know that. That's fucked. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. It's just wings. It's just, it's just, it's just wings. Who shaves a back in James Bond? 
I don't know. Let's let's search it real quick. Let's see if we can find it. Shaving. James Bond. Back shaving. James Bond. Back shaving. My keyboard, it stopped working, so I guess I'm not looking this up. Money Penny shaves Bond and Skyfall. That's like the more recent one, right? I didn't see that one, actually. During a scene in Skyfall, British actress Naomi Harris gives 007, played by Daniel Craig, a close shave using a cutthroat razor, whispering in his ears, sometimes the old ways are the best, as she performs the shave. It does not mention that it is done to his back at all? But perhaps this listener just, that's where they're needing the shaving? Maybe. Have you ever had your back shaved by somebody else? My back is smoother than... Something it's butter. It's smooth. There's smooth. no hair back there. Smoother than butter. I have I have like patchy hair on my back. And like early on when I started transitioning, I went to go visit a friend of mine and we were drinking and I was like, I had a weird request. And she's like, What is it? And I'm like, Can you shave my back? <laughs> Hey, you're not alone. I, I I need assistance getting my back shaved too. I've got some stray angel wings back there. <laughs> yeah, same. Like it's the same kind of general thing. Like we're just I've... blessed beings. <laughs> like a patch on each of my shoulders, and then like a patch on each of my shoulder blades. So like, yeah, hey, yeah. It, yeah, it's wings. Okay, and then I cool angel thesis is playing <laughs> as y'all take off for the stars. <laughs> Thank you for sending this in. Uh, yeah, I don't think Audrey's a mark though. That's a little unfair. I feel like you knew, right? Yeah, and I knew it was you, in a Chili's. I knew that they used Chili's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Get your facts straight, listener. Also, I you probably won't want me to shave your back because I have shaky hands, and I would probably mm. slice and dice you to pieces if I was using a straight razor. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds bad. Sorry. A lesser to blood play. Mm. Unless, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're into drawn and quartered play or you just get chopped up in a little section. You know that drawing and quartering is when you get tied up to four different horses and then they run in different directions? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember the name of the show, Frasier. <laughs> I certainly couldn't remember exactly what it was. I just wanted to talk a good example of something where somebody got Made into chunks. Okay, sure. <laughs> I would be sliced and quartered, I guess. I fucking hate sure. that. I don't sure. want to slice. I'm not going to shave anybody. I'm sorry. It's for your own safety. Hey, James. <laughs> hey, James. Hey, hey, what's up? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? Uh, you can find my stuff. Uh, well, the audio. It's an audio and video, that thing with James. Uh, the video is, of course, on YouTube. I guess search for uh, that thing with James. Uh, my podcast is wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're having a hard time finding that, uh, you can most definitely find links to it on my Twitter, at James J. Asher. Hell yeah. And you got an interview with both me and Audrey, which were very fun times. Yeah. I wanted to, video times. I wanted yes. to mention on air uh, that, okay, so we recorded the episode, and then three days later, I came out as trans. <laughs> and gave me a heart attack. I and gave like, you a heart attack <laughs> and completely fucked up your whole season because you were trying to do this thing where you're like, it's my 100th episode. I'm celebrating by having our friend on. And I was like, oh, by the way, you're going to have to make the whole first half of this thing about me and about how... <laughs> <laughs> you have to just change everything about your intro. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use a line that I just started using randomly recently. Hmm. It's all Gucci, Stanley Tucci. It turned out <gasps> great. And I was so happy to have you. And I was so happy to accommodate. And I'm so happy to have gotten to meet both of you. And thank this you. is a real treat uh, to oh. be a guest on your show. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for Hell being yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks again for coming on. Uh, All right, let's hit some goddamn shout-outs. Shout-outs like Barb. Shout-outs like Spreadable Fruit. Shout-outs like Daddy Dylan. Shout-outs like Dad. My dad. And from episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, a big shout-out to Ryan, Rich Homie Click Clack.
That's right, folks. Hey, you, your name in lights, and by lights, I mean audio format, but we, we say it as if there's lights around it. You can do that if you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash RFTB. $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every week. $10 gets you your name in lights. Again, it's not actually in lights, but we kind of pretend that it's in lights. <laughs> uh, let's see. Music. I did the intro song. It's the Radio Free Tote Bag theme. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB. And our outro music is a song, Stephanie, by the Hey Fellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify with those three words, the Hey Fellows. I want to give a big thanks again to James for coming with us. We're going to fucking woo! I had a great time. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to have you with us. Uh, and now we're going to fucking record the Patreon. So... Yeah, come come join us on that, listener. Uh, and uh, I fucking love you. Thanks, bye. Mwah.